1: Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com.
0: Welcome to Big Blend Radio with Nancy Reed and Lisa Smith, the mother daughter travel team and publishers of Big Blend Radio and TV Magazine and Parks and Travel Magazine. You can see them both at BigBlendMagazines.com. And we're very excited because we have a special Mother's Day Big Blend Radio segment today. We like that. Yeah, I know. I know. It's very cool. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Marika Lindholm. She is a trained sociologist and founder of ESME.com, and that stands for Empowering Solo Moms Everywhere. Mm. Do you like mm. that, Nancy? Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course, right? Very happy to have her join us today. Not only is she going to tell us about her resource website, it's really like a community, not just resource, but everyone talking together and uh, working together, Mm. Uh, but she's going to talk about her upcoming new book. It's called We Got This, Solo Mom Stories of Grit, Heart, and Humor. It's coming out September 10th, 2019 through She Writes Press, and it's really a social movement with stories from single moms. There's poetry. There's nice little quotes, and uh, really something to connect with, especially definitely if you're a single mom. But welcome, Marika. How are you? I'm well. Nice to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So what led you to starting the website, ESME.com? Well, Esme it comes out of my personal experience. I uh, was a professor at Northwestern University and teaching courses on feminization of poverty and issues around, you know, inequality and obviously focusing on what happens when women get divorced or widowed. And then lo and behold, I found myself in that personal situation of being divorced. And um, it was really terrible, like really harder than I'd ever imagined. You know, I had health insurance. I had a lot of, um, you know, I had a lot of opportunity and benefits that other moms maybe didn't have. And it was still really hard. So, I made the secret vow in the, that if I could ever do something to help moms as they're going through this, I would and flash forward ten years after that. I was remarried I had three more kids. <laughs> wow, uh, and wow. I know I have five kids um, and um, decided to start a website that was a community and it was for moms who were parenting on their own. so we use the term solo mom because the moms on our website aren't just um, necessarily what we think of as the traditional single mom, but also moms whose partners are deployed, perhaps incarcerated or living abroad or, you know, the modern family is, you know, has, takes all kinds of incarnations. So basically it's for any mom who's spending chunks of her time parenting alone. And we try to create a supportive community for them. I think it's awesome. I'm going through the book and reading different stories. Um, It really doesn't matter what your belief system is, religious-wise, religion, spirituality. Um, I mean, it does, obviously, but it isn't that being a single mom is a thread that connects everyone from what I was reading. Everyone has that same feeling, that same, you know, wanting to do the best and the stress levels, the exhaustion. (laughs) The exhaustion. You have to have the humor, right, for all of this. Yeah, I mean, one of the things, uh, as a sociologist, I did focus groups before starting the website. And one of the things, every single focus group, there was a moment where there were tears. And it was when I said to them about wanting to be the best mom you could be. And I didn't know that that would be the phrase that struck a chord. But that is really the essence of you know, all these moms are trying. They're they're working so hard, tirelessly, two jobs, three jobs, staying up mm-hmm. late at night to get things done. Um, you know, driving all over the place, trying to piece together. You know, support and the exhaustion factor is real. The sleep deprivation is just super rough. Um, I just think that these are our modern day superheroes. I mean, they're not. Many of these women did not choose to be. Solo moms mm. necessarily, you know, life happens, and you know, that we do have solo moms by choice uh, on our site and in the book. But, you know, I think in terms of honoring, you know, I kind of i feel that the book is a love letter to solo moms, and that the site is the community where they can come and talk to each other and get support and get resources. So just really yeah. trying to change the idea of that um, these are women that somehow asked, to, you know, to, for the situation and to, you know, like it just put, they put upon themselves. It's actually not, I mean, overwhelmingly that's not the case. And so I think that that is what that drives me. It drives me every day, actually, just to continue to do the work on their behalf. Mm.
1: Yeah. I love that because I know when I got divorced and, um, suddenly I'm a single mom with a child and, I decided that I would be more comfortable living in Africa than in the United States. It's a weird choice, and so many people thought I was completely out of my mind, and that could be. But it was a it was a thing. Of, there was an automatic look um, from people you've known forever, people you work with, people in your family, people in ex-husband's family. Just your social circle was, well, what'd you do? Um, And from the male side was, oh, you must be easy because you're going to be desperate at this point. There were a whole lot of things.
0: Yes. A whole lot of things.
1: uh,
0: (laughs) One of the the stories is, um, you know, is I Don't Want Your Husband. Is that one of the essays in our book? Thank you for that. Yeah, I don't want your husband, and then it starts, dear, it says, dear mean (laughs) mommies. No, but, okay. And then it it, it, it ends with, like, um, Mrs. Pitt, I want your, you know, all the handsome, you know, Miss Clooney, I want your husband.
2: (laughs) It's just a funny piece, but it
0: really is about, you know, like, come on, just because you're single and divorced doesn't mean, I mean, I I experienced this myself. I'd go to yeah. parties or whatever and the women were like oh you know making sure that the he the you know guy wasn't talking to me for too long and I was like oh please I really am not
1: interested in that guy at all. This is something like I used to say, have you looked at him? Have you taken a good look at what you married? I know. Don't be Uh. looking at me. I'm so not interested. We
0: lived in Kenya, and then we lived in
1: South Africa (laughs) later. And even as a kid, I would watch this, that they
0: would the women would grab the husband's elbows and twist the skin and pinch pinch, like you will move on. It was a twist and pinch,
1: and that was it. And we're like, oh, he's going to get twisted. I know. <laughs> like,
0: oh, my you goodness. You, you know, you get that look, and it's like, you know, if you're single, and it, it's interesting because even it, it changes when you get out of high school too, you, you know, whether or not you're uh, with child or single. But if you're single, mm. all of a sudden, if you're not, you know, the <laughs> double dater, now you start to get pushed out. I think it's about being single, not just being a single mom. I think there's a anti-movement against the single girls. <laughs> it's the same. I <laughs> just feel that. You well, know? It depends on it could your age. Be, could be. I know the yeah. other thing that changes is your network, right? So when you are divorced, yeah. and then I know widowed moms have said this as well, that um, suddenly people get a little awkward, uncomfortable, and then when mm. you need your network the most is when they start slipping away a bit. Oh, and exactly. so that they was why I felt... Mm. I felt it was really important to build community, and like on our website, um you can go on and just any hour i mean twenty four seven there'll be someone there, and you don't even have to use your real name you know if you're feeling shy or awkward we have you can have a username i mean it's just it's just a forum for you to go when you're feeling very very vulnerable or just want to like whine
1: or complain
0: about something
1: <laughs> there's so. so many facets to it there there were the people who Oh, poor you! And then there, there, there were the people where what you do wrong. There were the people where who decided they could raise their child better than you because they were still married, although unhappily so. And you would watch all the dynamics in the so-called together family and realize, well, you just you're just staying there, and you're not even happy. But the, and it it was almost like people would either, you were alienated from other families or they tried to manage your family because they made the assumption that you were not capable.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is so uh, frustrating as a mom who's Mm. working so hard when they know, I mean, you see they're, 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 your friends are telling you how screwed up and dysfunctional their family is, right? They're telling you all the time. Like, well, oh, you, you, you can, can just go to a family barbecue and go, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then they're telling you, oh, well, maybe you shouldn't be doing that with your child. You know, that is just um so, so, so frustrating. So why my, my book that's going to come after We Got This is going to be called We Got This 2 and it's a mm. a, a Honoring all the children of solo moms have been extraordinary. So like Barack Obama, George Washington, um, you know, Trevor Noah. I mean, I can go on and on. There's there's hundreds of amazing people raised by single moms. And I think that that will be very inspirational as well. We really, on the site we have that too. We have a whole hall of fame about the amazing solo moms and the amazing children because this guilt, that mom guilt is, you know, magnified even more if you're solo mm-hmm. mom. So we all have the mom guilt, but then it feels even worse as you pointed out because people are making all kinds of judgments. So that's what I was gonna say. I thought yeah. like going through the book, uh you know, we got this. Um there's I think guilt is always like and then there's the guilt that you put on yourself as a mom. But then as a child, man, I remember totally getting busted for <laughs> skipping school. And I really did used to just, and I, well, I I was, anyway, mm-hmm. I, I had my little <laughs> moment of teenage years where I, you know, uh, mm-hmm. learned how to just walk out of school and take my friends with me, and I got mm-hmm. caught, of course, because she knows me very well. And she knows all my friends' parents really well, and basically, we got a roundup.
1: Hey, what's up? It's Alex Morgan. And for me, the start of the new year
0: is all about commitments, setting your intentions, restarting your routine, and committing to
1: you from day one.
2: Body Armor Light, the low calorie, zero sugar added sports drink.
1: Shop now on Amazon.com. <laughs> it was like the convoy
0: <laughs> came after us. And she said to me, she told me, like, you know, this is in South Africa. She goes, and that was in high school, and she goes, they looked at me as a single mother and were like, you know, well, you're here's a typical single mother, and um, that I was unfit because you're skipping school. Oh my God, I like melted because, and that's yeah. exactly how it was. Though they did look down at my mom, especially in Africa, um, you know, like a single white woman was, and I'm sure it's with the different cultures too. There, you were unfit, and if I ever did anything naughty, it was directly because of her parenting. Yeah. And so there was this guilt or this l- level of, oh, if I misbehave, it's all going to come back on me, and it's my fault, and I know better, and I did know better. And I, you know, she did. just did what normal kids do. We step out to see what happens, well, that's, and then, that's the and key then thing there's a guilt. That you just said is- Right. You just said it, normal kids. So teenagers are supposed to have that individuation and act out and do all these things. And so when that happens, you know, I'm remarried. And of course I have three teenagers and I can say that they are doing that normal thing. <laughs> but
1: mm-hmm. when I had
0: teenagers before as a single mom, you know, I, yeah, that was, that's a different, that's a different story because it's just, and that's what we're just trying to fight. That stereotype. We're just trying to fight like, we're trying to show the complexity of all the different types of moms and different I mean you know we're we have a mom that you know is uh, legally blind she writes about her struggles, and we have mom, a mom of a special needs child, and we're just trying to show that there's you know you can't categorize solo moms just as you can't categorize any human being necessarily mm-hmm. and so we're just trying to show that there's all of these rich beautiful stories of moms trying hard and know sometimes they fail just like anyone does, and sometimes they're very successful, but just showing that they're much more than the stereotype. The stereotype has come, become something that the media picks up on, something that politicians pick up on, and it's not good for anybody. I mean, it's not good for the kids. You, were, you felt the pressure. It's not good for the mom. She feels guilty. It's just something we've got to just recognize that that stereotype isn't helping at all, and so that's what we're really trying to break down. Well, I think that's what's great about uh, not just your website is like this, here's like this community, right? But the book, I think that is something that everyone should read and understand and, and reconnect with what it's like to be a mother. You know, I'm not a mom, but reading the stories, I'm like, yeah you know better get my mom some more flowers now <laughs> you, know, <yes. laughs> you, you know what I mean <laughs> It's like you've gotta it it makes us all remember what a mom goes through uh solo or not that it's this huge twenty four seven job that really um even mm-hmm. when they you know the the children fly the coop well they're still it's still there right and so um I think that that's what's very important about your book. I think your book is something that um all all genders should read, and um, you know, I think kids need to read it
1: too. Teens need to read it, you know. Just That's, saying. I will, I think. I that agree, and I think f- policymakers. Sorry, interrupt. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I think fathers need to read yes. it because you can be in a um, family where you have both a mother and a father, but the father is, for most purposes, is absent all the time with the uh, reasoning being uh, work and supporting the family. And um, it, it's it's like this is your job. I know that's how I grew up. My, my parents were, my dad did the work and my mom stayed home, and that's women's work, and my brothers weren't allowed in the kitchen because that's women's work. That mentality is, is fading away, thankfully. But it was also the idea of having a father who was, only there for um, disciplinary things when my mom felt she couldn't control things anymore. I don't know. but um, Yeah, men it was, should, read. But father it should read this. I would just say my father was never really a father as a father. That, so yeah, I think my I mom think was a single mom in a way
0: i would agree i mean we have a funny thing on um in esme where you know there's women who when their spouse is away for a weeks they're like oh i feel like a single mom and then the single moms are like oh please you know but yeah don't even there's some truth there's some truth to this in that you know we know generationally you know some men are stepping up more and more obviously but in terms of the economy and just the realities
1: of our life
0: that. Many men cannot step up more, right? right? So there's really, really hard decisions being made in families when they're families that with partners and spouses. But then if you mm. go the next step for the, these women, I mean, I, I think that um, we need people who are re- leaders in corp- the corporate world. We need people who run a McDonald's. We need the policymakers. We need people in government. I mean, if this con- I this, 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 read these stories, they would understand, why do we need to increase minimum wage? Why do we need to consider some yes. of, you know, parental leave? I mean, it just makes, it humanizes some of the needs that, you know, all families have, and then in particular, it's even more, you know, striking for the solo mom families. So, yeah, I, I agree I, with you both. It should be read I, by more people. <laughs> exa- all people, because um you know, yeah. especially when you talk about policy makers um i you know i have a, a friend uh she became a single mom because her partner was murdered and so she's raised her young son and gone through all kinds of hell while she w- got sick and so this is this problem you know and there's good family bad family she's had like you know really f- friends as a network and then it's like I need, I need, you know, babysitting money. I need to be able to put my child in childcare so I can, you know, raise my child. And I think isn't that really one of those big things for moms, is being able to balance, you know, as a solo mom, uh, work, and being mm-hmm. a mom. It's a really hard road. And if they're not getting the minimum wage, man, I mean, even minimum wage, please.
1: Just the worst you know, minimum oh, because know. you're yeah. not
0: going forward. Yeah, I think they should be helped, and it's like that. That there's that, and you bring this up in your book and on your website, it's like we're not sucking off the teeth of America as a solo mom. We are not just draining the system. We are here. We're bringing individuals into the world. We're trying to do the best we can. We should be working together. It doesn't mean that a solo mom is now going to, you know, have twenty kids and live off the system because that is something we hear a lot about. Yeah, that's a that stereotype is that it's young um you know teenagers having lots of babies and then going on welfare. And it's just not that's that none of that is true. There are yes there are teen moms and yes there are some women that might have more children, but overall, overwhelmingly, most solo moms have one child. And that's mm. just the reality and most of them work at you know over, uh, maybe not full-time, but three-quarter-time jobs, and they are not necessarily on welfare. So, um, and the biggest reason that we have solo moms is divorce. You know, it's not, sort of not, you know, there's a, you know, there's just, I get very passionate about this, and I don't want to spend a lot of time thinking about it. It's just, it, it's so um, irritating to hear people continue to have the stereotypes that are just based on no data right? It's false. It's, right. A, it's just not, it's not the truth. They're mostly moms that, you know, they they were divorced. They were managing their family pretty well when they, was, they were married. And then after the divorce, they either don't get the support they need. There's deadbeat dads or the, they have, they're abandoned or, and then they suddenly have to juggle this Herculean juggle of work and family. And we know that jobs always, often treat workers like they don't have kids and then we're supposed to parent like we don't have a job. You're put in this bind a catch-22 and it's just, I mean, all moms can relate to this but imagine for, as a solo mom how hard this is. Now, on our side, we see, I want to give some good news here, is that yes. we see a lot of moms finding each other to live together, to figure out that balance, like let's share a place and then we can figure out who can be with the kids on this night. Let's work on night shift. I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's, they're, it's easy living at all, but they're being creative. They're being creative and mm-hmm. trying to figure out solutions. And so that, I mean, that's what we feel like, oh, we are offering this, you know, um, place where you can try to figure out, oh, well, how, well, how did you handle this? And, oh, and what happened in mediation for you? And how did you collect child support? And, you know, just all, there's this information that they can get from each other because they're the ones hmm. who are going through it and they know best. But going back to the book, like, we very self-consciously picked some famous moms, some moms yeah. that are strong writers. And then Amy yeah. Yeah, Poehler is in it. Yeah, Anne sweet, wonderful writer. And, you know, oh, Mary yeah. Carla, and Elizabeth Alexander, who wrote the inaugural poem for Barack Obama. I mean, we really tried to get some big hitters. And then we got some, you know, established writers. And then we have the up-and-coming ones that I'm so excited about because we had – a network of moms that were solo moms writing for Esme. And then I was able to get them to write original pieces for the book. So it's like new voices that are really great. And so I just love Man, the Man, the, the essays are incredible. The essays, Thank I mean, you. it's like they take you right into the world of a solo mom and their thoughts and just like, wow. As, as I was reading, I was like, man, this should be like a movie series or it's like a TV series or something <laughs> because be so it's, cool. cause it's so heartfelt. Like you really feel like what it's like and it's like, dang, man, I everybody know. does and it's more than flowers. Like really, <laughs> you better learn that. Across. No, I mean, you it's better like a, a to mom, it's a mom, someone <laughs> losing her her spouse to mental illness. I mean, it's a really like a powerful essay about that. Mm. It's um. You know the the child whose father's incarcerated. You know what? We have one chapter called "The Kids Are All Right." All our chapters are are named after song titles. I love that. Um, Um, yeah, it's kind of fun. But oh yeah, so isn't it romantic? All about dating. So we have you know it's not. I don't want change is going to come. Yeah, exactly. And then we end very happily with uh, "Here Comes the Sun" because we want. You know. We want to end very hopefully and people to be inspired and we did put a lot of quotes in there that we hope are inspirational too it's the kind of book that realistically a solo mom can pick up and put down
2: feeling stuck in your
1: current job looking for a career pivot are you a proven leader looking to step up the university of maryland's robert h smith school of business prepares students to meet challenges solve problems and obtain a profound understanding of how to operate in the modern economy with MBA and MS programs offering flexible options to fit your lifestyle and goals. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more today at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland, Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable.
0: I love the playoffs. Anything can happen, but the best part, it's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. For a limited time, get up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost on the Gambit DC app, online, or at any Gambit DC retail location throughout the district. It's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the whole field advantage with
2: Gambit DC. Limited time offer. Terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly.
0: Right, it's short essays, poems. We really, it's impossible for solo moms to sit and, you know, read a novel for like two hours, right? <laughs> right. it's one of those things that you, we try to understand also the, our, our reader, you know, like, what what can they have, and when they just need to find something that um, speaks to their experience, so whether it's the dating or whether it's the, you know, the heartache or whether it's about the guilt of their, their child. That goes beyond how to burp a so. baby, like beyond that, <laughs> like... <laughs> Because this that's why I said to Nancy, history. I said, hey, yeah. Nancy, there's this book out about being a solo mom. You want to check it out? She's like, well, yeah. And I said, well, did you have anything that, like, spoke to you when <laughs> when this happened? And she was like, no, that's why I went to Africa. No one spoke to me. <laughs> like, I
1: was like, no, I had, I had good friends that said if you go to Africa, I'll never talk to you again. And, he's like, and I didn't believe them. I'm like, well, I wouldn't do that to you. Why would, why? It's weird. And, and they never did. It was so weird. And I mean, I I had been to Africa before, so it wasn't like I just went crazy, but I knew what I was doing, and I things were so um, let's say stressful during the divorce proceedings that I just thought this is not healthy. I'm out, and over here, I have a I have a, a job sort of. And I made my own job, and I have a, a situation where it's healthy, it's brand new, and you couldn't get a newer slate than um, I'm. I'm taking my child somewhere where there is no negativity about a divorce or anything that she's personally connected to. But there wasn't anything on the bookshelf for you. No, nothing. No, and but it, I got me. Do you, Marika do you think there's anything on the
0: bookshelf Now for moms like that tells You know like Honestly uh, I, I did a lot of research And because when I was Going through my divorce I got All the books like you know idiot's Guide to whatever I, I read all the How to but <laughs> I need something You know, you know I, but idiot's, I something guide nice. idiot's Guide to being a mom that's nice Idiot's Guide to getting yeah. a divorce Really right oh my I'm sure There is oh yeah but so i read all those books. I'm an academic. I poured into all these books, but what I wanted was something for my heart and my soul. I wanted mm-hmm. something that I could be, like see myself, feel feel like other people going mm-hmm. through what I was experiencing, and I didn't find it. And then mm-hmm. you know I started the website, and then we went. I went back again and said, "Oh, I wonder if that book's been written." And there are some lovely memoirs, and there's some. You know, I remember I found a book of, like, famous writers writing about divorce, but it was like John Irving, and, you know, it was just, it wasn't, <laughs> didn't super resonate. <laughs> I don't know. It was like, <laughs> but it was like that kind of genre of, like, big-time oh. Yeah, so I, um that's why right on, I feel though. like this is, it's so um, new, and it's one yeah. of the things that I feel it's needed. Most of the books for women that are solo moms are um giving advice or there's like a kind of a i don't want to say preachy but it's a yes. preaches a religious bent to it mm-hmm. which is that's, that but that's not going to resonate with i mean our book is full of moms that represent different cultures different ages you know whether they're you know gay or straight you know it's just um poor or wealthy i mean it's just covering kind of like a lot of bases and um i just I, I imagine that you will, anyone will find something that resonates in there and, I, uh, I think so and it's I timeless think, i think it's yeah. t- it's like an evergreen book that um even though it's like a book for like now things now
2: mm-hmm.
0: um I think it's timeless, and that it it is because it's it's of the heart and the heart is timeless, you know it's like you this is what you're feeling, oh. and this is you know where. Strength comes from, and how do we overachieve? You know, uh, uh, overcome an obstacle as a mom, and so I think that's what's so cool about it. And, and I think it's something again where everyone should read it. I did want to ask you though, is it true? So it's fifteen million American single moms. <laughs> um, we have it's it's well, that solo moms includes. So there's eight million women who are raising kids on their own right now um, due to divorce. And then if you, and then, and being widowed. And then if you add um, women whose partners are incarcerated or women whose partners are deplored, yes. it it, add, it become, goes up to 15 million. The other statistic I can tell is 24 million children are being raised by solo moms in America. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a significant demographic. And there's the projection is pretty shocking because, you know, like I'm remarried, a lot of the, you know, our trajectory as women can be like sometimes we're married, sometimes we're partnered, sometimes we're not. And we know that it's we're getting to a point where a child by the time that they're 18 will probably be living with a solo mom at some point during that 18 mm-hmm. years. So uh, I think that it's, you know, for us to ignore that reality or try to, just be disdainful of that reality rather than supporting it. I mean, it's just one of the, it's just the truth, you know, we, for many reasons for like what I learned through Esme is that when a family has a child with special needs, they're much, much more likely to end up divorced. And so we have mm-hmm. many, many women raising special needs kids, kids with special needs on their own. So mm. I was, i mean, I didn't know this going in. It wasn't my area of expertise. And now we have on our website a special whole section dedicated to it and a guide who writes beautifully about it. But you know, we—I was—it was—I was blown away. I was like, yeah, I get it. Like thinking about it makes sense to me. But then it's just like think about it. So everything we talked about in terms of exhaustion and work and family—think about then you're also parenting a child with special needs. So I mean, mm. really, modern day superheroes. I'm so- I uh, to Say that phrase again, because we have to honor The hard work that's being done every day. Mm, really remarkable. Agreed. Yeah.
1: Nancy, you—you, had, you had, I was just going to to say that sometimes, um, in a family, there's a—I've noticed <laughs> that there's a. Uh, what about me? If you spend too much time with the child, then there's a. What about me? You're neglecting me over here. Um, and as a partner, yes, your your partner, husband, whatever, is what about me? You're spending more time over there, and not maybe understanding the needs of a an, uh, certainly an infant, who needs almost constant care as opposed to an adult who doesn't. There's a lot of that, that yeah, I think it's really with, tricky.
0: Yeah, it's tricky in the beginning. Because yeah you're so exhausted <laughs> yeah yeah
1: and, and, and I mean, it's like, okay, I'm working every day, bringing home the money, and you're at home all the day, and mm. somehow that looks cushy mm. and it's not <laughs> but
0: but it's you know what like my one friend she you know was raising their three children and and you know they they planned it, they did it at you know this stage, so that they were all kind of you know one after the other kind of deal. And next thing you know, he's off flying around the world and, you know, having fun with his secretary. And so, boom, (laughs) you're out. And she's just like, hello, I put everything on hold raising our kids, and now I'm supposed to, like, suddenly have a career and continue raising them when they are now
1: in Mm -hmm. the teens.
0: Good for me, and screw you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was a really difficult change for her, and she's still going through it. And it's like a... Even as women, everybody goes to that midlife thing, right? It's like, oh, what have I done with my life? What am I going to do? But then Mm -hmm. it happens around that time to women, it seems like, the divorce part. It happens right at the worst point, or you get sick right at the worst point. It, it just seems that it happens that way. Oh, yeah. No, I wish your story was surprising to me. Your story is one that we hear all the time. Uh, you know, all the energy put in the kids, and then the spouse or partner feels, like, left out, and then they go and mm. they accomplish their own things, and then they've turned it apart because they have different, you know, interests. And then, you know, so, yeah, that's, that's just um, you know, we can do better. I mean, there's some families Mm. that are trying to figure out better ways. And we actually know that a lot of women then are ending up leaving their, you know, babies with the spouses because they make more money. And then, I mean, it's just, there's just so much, you know, like that we can do as a nation to try to support families and and understand that the balance of work and family is not a women's issue. It's a human Mm -hmm. issue. And so if we can Mm. just get past (laughs) this idea you know, that, oh, men are supposed to do this and women are supposed to do this. I think that would help a lot of this. Um, but, you know, the truth is you could maybe do everything right and something tragic can happen. You know, we're, I mean, it's just where we're everyone's sort of one step away from perhaps being a solo mom. And that's why people who are not solo moms get so freaked out about it. Because mm. their their vulnerability could be exposed, like, oh, will, will my husband leave, or will my partner split, or you know, what about you know? I mean, we now we have the whole. I don't want to such a downer, but the the opioid crisis, right? We know a lot of women are mm. becoming solo moms because of that. Not necessarily that the person ODs, but they're completely unable in, in the family anymore. Mm. You know, so it's just um, you know, I just think if we think and I'm um, a little positively here but women live a pretty long time we have to remember their stages in our life you know where we can you know really dig in and do work and maybe when our children are infants is not the moment and then but there will be the time there will be yeah the opportunity and you know you just believe in yourself believe that you're smart believe that you can do it i mean one of the refrains that esme is like it's going to get better like you can mm-hmm. do this. That's why it's we do. And, and there's a right? village and we can all be part of the village. All ages, all genders, all of us can be part of that village to help. You know, we look at, you know, children. I don't I'm I'm not going to have children that I know of in my lifetime, but I will do whatever I can in my power to make sure the children now and coming up will have a good place to be. Where, whatever I can do in my life, I do for that. And I feel like that's something that's important too that your book speaks to is like again bringing us home to what it is what a parent does a mom does what she goes through and what can we do to help her through that is the reality of it not only is there the nine months of holding the baby you know, and then going and having to go through childbirth. Are you kidding me? Childbirth. Can we just say, like, hello? You know, one reason why I don't want to have a child is because I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't. You know, but I respect all those who go through it, and I'm like, damn. You know, so to me, it's the village that well, needs to rise up and work together. A 100%. I, would, I mean, we benefit. We all benefit if mm-hmm. our, if our you know, people in our community are feeling better, feeling stronger, feeling validated, feeling respected. I mean, how do people behave when they feel disrespected? Not well. How do people behave when people are looking down on them? Not well. I mean, it's really it's sometimes just basic human kindness, right? Treat people, you know, with respect and they're going to, you know, behave in ways that, you know, they're going to be reciprocal. They'll be respectful of you, and they will be, yeah. I mean, just so I think that that's just such a thread in everything that I try to do as well, try to teach my children, try to, you know, be that way with everyone that I come in contact with is like, you know, everyone has value. Everyone, if you believe in them, is going to do better. I mean, that's, that's just the sociologist in me saying, like, we know when we tell someone that we believe in them and we uh, think that they're amazing, they're going to be better and more amazing. Like, it's just – so i just here to say that all moms are incredible, and you stole a mom. Like, you got this. You're incredible. You can do it, and we all want to support you because that's um, – the right thing That's to do the,
1: for the entire community. Exactly, the world. Well, I have to say yeah. uh, my experience of going to Africa, I found the African experience where um they were not so divided as this country. As far as if you were in the tribal setting, everybody and everybody helped everybody without even thinking twice. It was a given. Here, uh, we're not that community-wise yet. We're working on it, getting there for sure. But there was something over there, and I'm talking many years ago, uh, where once you were a member of a – like once you're accepted, once you're part of that, you had friends forever, and they – they If something happened, they were there, 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 there. Everyone was there. Yeah, and maybe because they're all living in the same place,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whereas now our society here, you have friends, you know, two hours from you and five hours across the country. They There's not that everybody rounded up together to help. But that's where you have, like, the website. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, you know, I mean, it's it's totally possible now with the Internet and such. However, these people all knew each other day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And so your kids were my kids and that kind of feeling. So somebody... Yeah, we're, would, we're
0: very different. I mean, our country yeah. has become rather disconnected with that. And even, like, we're so... I mean, unfortunately, you know, particularly you live in a city, you might not know your neighbor. You might not know exactly. who lives in your apartment building. I mean, exactly. and, and you might put your head down and walk by them for two months, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Mm, no, but yeah, that true. is exactly why, you know, in and in an, I am not not thinking that our internet community is anything like that community, but at least it offers a place where th- there's understanding and compassion. And, and we you do can not go two in in yeah. at two in the yeah, morning, at two in the morning or three in the morning, because like how many moms right. are up at that time? Almost all of them. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you well, know? that is when I felt most vulnerable myself. Like I thought about that when I was thinking you know that was when and I got pretty sick during my divorce like ended up it was hard to diagnose but I got some blood disease easily curable hard to diagnose and I was good I was scared for my health I was scared for my kids and uh, at night was when I really could have used <laughs> so I think and I see yeah. them going on like I'll go on I'll wake up and I'm like oh I want who's on the site and I'll see moms go on there and then another mom and if you know, if I don't see anyone answering quickly. I, I'll go in and be like, "Hey, you know, girl, yeah. oh, I see you." <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, no, it's, I, it's just a, you know, it's, it, it, there's so many structural uh, societal changes that need to happen. So I understand that what I'm doing is like a small piece. But then also then by bringing the book into the world, I think that we're showing, you know, showcasing these amazing Solomon writers that we're showing like the talents and the skills and then their stories are the ones that I think will resonate and people will start, hopefully start to see that it's a little bit more complex than what, you know, mm. what the stereotypes show. And they're just really great human stories. I mean, they're just, some of them are funny. You know, one woman's sexting while she's at her kid's <laughs> soccer <laughs> <laughs> and then she like and she's like on and then um you know, some and, and then she's like, Oh here, honey, here she just said and then she goes back to her phone. <laughs> so, you know, it's, there's just um it's, it, there's the real it's the real stuff, that's the grit, the humor, and you have to have that. you know if you don't have humor and you don't have that release, you ain't going to get anywhere. You need to have that
1: that fuel you have to have that fuel, you, have
0: have that fuel, you know
1: um
0: I, I want to thank you so much for the book. I think you know we got this solo mom stories of grit, heart, and humor, Everyone it comes out September 10th, 2019, through She writes press. Uh, you know you can pre-order on Amazon and things, right? Isn't that right, Marika? Oh, it's absolutely on um, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, IndieBound. Bound. It's all over. It's ready for for pre order. So for Mother's go get Day, it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and go to s may excuse e s m e dot com. Go there and connect there as well. Uh, so happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you for all yes. that you do. Thank you, and I really appreciate it. the talk to uh, talk with you both. Thank you. And here it is. We've got a song. We always like to dedicate music, and we dedicate this to you and also to all moms out there. This is a song called Lulu's Lullaby. It was written by Allison August, an incredible singer, and she wrote this uh, in honor of her daughter. And it's on our album, Holy Water. It's about time to get Allison back on the show. I know yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. She, she plays with Little Feet and Coco Montoya and all kinds of great, amazing musicians. So, especially with you having all these chapters named after songs, I had to play this. Uh, so, here it is Lulu's Lullaby. And everyone, again, uh, you can keep up with Dr. Marika Lindholm. Go to esme.com. The book is We Got This Solo Mom Stories of Grit, Heart, and Humor. And here it is, Lulu's Lullaby. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. i